In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Assalamu alaikum. This is The Conviction Project, a podcast where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. My name is Maraj Rana. And I am Farhan Iqbal. Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Rabbi salli ala nabiyyika daiman Lihaadhi dunya wa basin saani Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu Azubillahi minash shaitan rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Welcome to another episode of the Conviction Project, uh, our podcast, uh, which is now also uh, on some of our episodes are also uh, through through video format. Uh, so welcome to this episode where we are going to talk about our Jamaat, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, and respond to some of the allegations or misconceptions that were spread by Mr. Tony Costa in a recent video about the Ahmadiyya Muslim uh, community. Uh, the video uh, that we are responding to, uh, I will, I'll put post, uh, I'll post it in the, uh, in the description to this video as well, um, but it's called Ahmadiyya Islam with Dr. Tony Costa. And it was published by CIRA International. And they talked about, uh, that's it. They, they talked about the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And uh, there are a number of things that uh, were said in this video that uh, were inaccurate and were totally either, either Mr. Costa didn't know uh, that much about the community. I hadn't done a re- his research or he was just trying to uh, say something that was meant to refute us or make us look bad in the eyes of uh, Christians. With me uh, is uh, my friend, uh, Shahrukh Rizwan Abid Sahib, uh, who's also a missionary like myself, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How are you, Premier? Good. Uh, when I started recording, I think you were trying to fix something, um, but I hope that uh, you're sound. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah that's okay. I hope it's fixed. Um, so there are a number of themes that we're going to go through that uh, come up uh, when it comes to uh, this uh, video of uh, Mr. Costa. Uh, one of the first things uh, that he brings up is some history with uh, himself and the, the Jamaat and uh, with, uh, with this person, Nabil Qureshi, who is now deceased, but uh, he was a former Ahmadi who converted to Christianity and not just converted, but he became a very, um, became a preacher really he uh, he uh, you know got into uh, a lot of uh, preaching activities uh, for christians and um, uh, i just wanted to point out that i also had some experience with uh, with with nabil qureshi I, I i had a chance to meet him on a couple of occasions and uh, discuss faith discuss the bible discuss his perspectives on a number of issues. Uh, I think both on both occasions, uh, the meetings ran into several hours. And um, so interesting discussions I, I have also had. 
And uh, Mr. Costa was probably trying to say that we were we were trying to convert him back to Ahmadiyat. Although I did, you know, I, I did pray for him. I didn't. I, I would have liked for him to return to the Jamaat, but I didn't go there actively trying to seek him to uh, to convert back to the Jamaat. I was more into trying to see his perspective on things and uh, what he what he has to say on a number of. Uh, number of issues. With uh, Mr. T Tony Costa, uh, I've had a couple of dialogues, by the way, they are called dialogues. Uh, Mr. Costa was trying to say that those are debates. Those are not debates. They were just, um, you know, as far as our community is concerned, uh, we don't do debates. We do, we do dialogues because we want to keep it respectful and we want to hear the other person's perspective instead of just imposing our own ideas on them. Um, so it's 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 supposed to be respectful and supposed to be a communication rather than a one-sided or or just like a battle. You know that's not what it was. Um, so I, I believe he said that he he went to Calgary as well. Uh, Shahrukh, you were there in Calgary. Did did you have any, any encounter with him? No, no, he didn't. He didn't come when I was there. Uh, he, he so I come? wasn't there that time. Yeah, he didn't come when I but was he, there. But he probably may, might have come uh, before you, you were there or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was there from 2015 to 2018. I don't remember him ever coming to our mosque and speaking. No. Yeah. Well, uh, so we have had these interactions with him to a certain extent. And uh, I have done a podcast uh, talking about my uh, dialogue with him. So if you follow The Conviction Project, uh, or if you go to our website, theconvictionproject.com, you can go through our history if you want to go back to uh, that uh, uh, podcast where I discussed uh, my dialogue with him. Um, and if you want to know, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you want to know which um, uh, podcast that was, I can I can send you the link in the comment section, inshallah. So this is a little bit of uh, history. You know, I just wanted to point out that, yes, we have had those interactions um, and that kind of communication now, coming up to one of his first points was about Khatme uh, Nabuat, right? Was about uh, the finality of the prophethood of the Holy Prophet Muhammad. And he was giving that impression that uh, when it comes to the finality of prophethood, uh, the Jamaat. The, the beliefs of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community are very strange because it's very simple. The Holy Prophet وسلم, peace be upon him, is the last prophet according to Muslims and there's no prophet after him. So how can we have another prophet with the, with the name of Mirza Ghulam Ahmad? Now, I, I, peace be upon him. Now, I, now I, want to, I want to stop here for just a second here. Um, I wanted, I wanted, it makes me wonder if Mr. Costa is even, you know, aware of our beliefs, or he has read anything on this topic from our perspective, because it so far appears that he hasn't. It, it appears that he has just read some blogs or some web website, social media posts by uh, some ill-informed uh, opponents of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community without having actually dug into this issue, because it's not at all what the reality is. Um, it's not at all. Or maybe he's trying to talk to an eco chamber with, to his own people among the Christians and trying to give them the impression that this is how it is. But the, the reality is much different. As far as Khatme Nabuat goes, that's not at all how it is. Because we have the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, mm -hmm. himself saying that uh, in the latter days, there will be a prophet. And the word Nabi has been used for that prophet. 
right? He himself has said, There is no prophet between me and him, that person who's going to come, right? You have any thoughts on this, Shahrukh? Yeah, um, you know, he, uh, Tony Costa had, had presented, uh, he said that uh, not a single Hadith, you know, he said that Bukhari and say Muslim and Tirmizi, and he's like, all these books clearly claim that, uh, you know, that, that where, where, where the Holy Prophet, peace upon him, has said that there is no prophet after me. So, you know, he kept saying that. But, you know, it's ironic because, first of all, you know, what I want to say is our basis is the Holy Quran. How do we understand that there's a prophet after the Holy Prophet? It's, it's through the Holy Quran. And this whole concept of him, him being, of the Promised Messiah, being under the Holy Prophet, peace upon him, is clearly mentioned in chapter 4, verse number 70, where God says that whoever obeys Allah and his messenger, meaning the Holy Prophet, they can attain prophethood. Right? And then and then again, there's a whole, uh, those verses, which you know we'll, we can get into afterwards, where Every prophet, you know, God took a covenant from every every single prophet that's out there. And then he also took a covenant, you know, from the Holy Prophet, peace upon him, that that you will testify to the truth of the prophet that comes after you. Right. So these, these there are verses. And then in Sahih Muslim, you know, and you know, and I have it open right here in front of me. It's a clear verse that 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 that, that the person who's supposed to come in the latter days, you know, uh the Holy Prophet, peace upon him, has said that uh uh, uh, that he will be a prophet of God. Right. Right. Four times the Holy Prophet, peace upon him, had said that he would be a prophet of God. Do, do you have that reference in front of you, in front of you right now? Yeah, I can show it to you. It's, it's actually at the book right here. Yeah. Okay. This right Perfect. here is Sahih Muslim, as you can see. And then if you open up the next page right here, it's the Arabic text right here. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It actually clearly mentions that, you know. Can like, you read uh, out these... the, uh, can you read out the reference that it gives, uh, Sahih Muslim, on the next page? Yeah, it's say Muslim Kitab al Fitr was yeah. Shahat al Sa'a. Yeah. Right? That, uh, so the, the, the Book of Trials. And uh, um, so yeah, that, that's been clear over there. Those who, those who are interested in this book, uh, they can go to alislam.org, A L I S L A M dot O R G. In the search bar, type in Beacon of Truth, yeah. and this book will show up and you can download. Again, if you're interested, uh, send us a message on our YouTube uh, comment section or uh, the conviction project at gmail.com and we can send you those references if you're interested. And just, uh, just, one, just yeah. one thing if I can add, sorry. He yeah. said that he said, and him and, 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 and the, the host of, of the show, the other gentleman, they kept saying that this hadith, they talk about Isa ibn Maryam, Isa ibn Maryam, you know, so how can the MD say it's? peace be upon him. You know, again, same thing. This concept is found in the Bible as well, right? Like when when the whole when, in, in the book of Malachi it says that that Elijah went up to heaven, and then you know when Jesus claimed to be the Messiah, so the Jews were like, hey, "Who is? How can he be the Messiah when Elijah hasn't descended yet?" And he's like, "John the Baptist is that Elijah, right?" So yeah. how how would they explain that? Yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, don't attack someone without even thinking about your own theology, which will fall yeah. apart, right? Yeah. The case for Jesus Christ being the Messiah would just fall apart if uh, you don't believe that the return of Elijah has been fulfilled in uh, John the Baptist, right? From the words of Jesus. So you can't, uh, you know, bring that same argument, which, which hurts yeah. you yourself. So that's an ex excellent point to be made uh, in regards to this. 
Um, another point that they brought up was about the clash between uh, the love for all, hatred for, for hatred for none slogan of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community uh, and the, the views that we have about Christians. And the impression that was given is that, oh, when it comes to when it comes to their slogan, they're all nice and polite and kind. But on the inside, if you go into their literature, they have very strong arguments against Christianity or strong statements about Christianity. Well, of course we do. I mean, we, we, we're not going to compromise our faith. Um, yeah. You know, it is part of our faith to be kind to others. It is part of our faith to be sympathetic to others, to have love for all people, even if we have, if, even if we hate some of their actions. You know, there's a difference between having love for someone and hating their actions, right? We have kindness. Well, you know, think of uh, think of prisons where we have uh, even people who have committed really heinous crimes. When they are put in prison, they're still provided with some food. We we haven't uh, given up our humanity, even in the case of those people who are who are who have committed really really horrible crimes. So you know, it doesn't mean that you, that there is a contradiction there. I'm just giving an example here. Um, similarly, when, when it comes to when it comes to our, our 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 position, yes, we have we have love for all. We have love for all Christians, but that doesn't mean we're going to compromise our our faith uh, in order to show that love. Unfortunately, Christian history has been the opposite of that, where they have shown so much uh, admiration or love for some of the communities in which they were growing up. Uh, in which the the religion of Christianity was growing, rather, uh, that they adopted a lot of pagan customs and traditions. Like we we see the tradition of Halloween, for instance, or Valentine's Day, or these are ultimately, or even Christmas, which is ultimately rooted uh, in uh, some pagan traditions. It's not something that I'm just accusing. If you look into the history, where the concept of Christmas comes from and where it starts, so, you know, that kind of compromise, it doesn't happen as far as Islam is concerned. We are firm with our beliefs, but uh, at the same time, we have love for Christians. That part where he was saying that we consider Christians as the Dajjal or the Antichrist, uh, there's a clear difference. If you open the book, uh, one of the books of the Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, entitled Ayamu Sula, it's not available in English yet. But in that book, uh, the promised Messiah makes a clear distinction. He said, when I write strong words regarding Jesus or uh, some, some Christians, I'm referring to those Christians who write very nasty, uh, who use very nasty language against the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My response is to those Christians. My response is not to those Christians who are kind and loving and who are humble and sincere, right? When I'm responding, I'm, and this is in Ayamusullah, you can open it up in the first few pages. It's there in, in, it's, it's, it's in Urdu. Uh, you can't read it in English yet, but it's there. And so this distinction has to be made between those who are really, really you know, harsh with Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, those we will see as as our opponents, um, and 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 those who, who who are not acting like that, they would not be seen like that. So I hope that that distinction is clear, right? 
It also, also, you know, the promised Messiah, the promised Messiah, Mirza with Qadiani, peace be upon him, the founder of the Indian Muslim community, he's clearly said, he's like, you know, I declare before all Muslims, Christians, Hindus, and Aryas that I have no enemy in the world. I love mankind as a mother loves her children. Nay, even more so. I'm only an enemy to those false ideologies that run counter to, to, the, to um, what the truth is. Compassion towards mankind is my duty and to shun deceit, idolatry, and injustice Every type of evil action, oppression, and immorality is my principle, right? So we're not hating on people. We're never hating on people. Yes, we love people. We don't hate someone because they disagree with us. But their dog. If 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 we don't agree with their dogmas, we 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 have the right to say yeah, like you know. But we don't hate the person. You know, it's not like I'm gonna favor. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I, I, I'm gonna favor a Muslim over over, over someone who's not a Muslim. I mean, yeah. that's just, yeah. yeah. You know, it's it, it's it goes back to even the Quran where Surah Al Fatiha, yeah. we have the words Rabbul Alameen. Yeah. Right? Rabbul Alameen. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Uh, all praise belongs to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Allah is the Lord of the worlds. He created mm-hmm. everyone, He provides for everyone, uh, he, he takes care of everyone. Uh, uh, but at the same time, there are certain concepts, there are certain ideologies or certain dogmas that the Quran uh, strongly, strongly opposes, like Mm -hmm. shirk, for instance, associating Mm -hmm. partners with God. So we believe that uh, if someone associates Jesus to to divinity uh, in the literal sense, that would be that would be a form of shirk. And and we are opposed to that. Right. And the interesting thing is that the Bible is opposed to that in Deuteronomy chapter six, verse four, in Mark chapter 12, verses 29 to 30. And in the Quran, Surah Al-Akhlas, they are all saying the same thing, that believe in one God. Don't don't associate partners with God. Um, so we see even from a biblical perspective, the idea that Jesus is God is, uh, is, uh, is an invention. It's not, it's not inherent in, within the biblical data or biblical uh, teachings. Yes, there are some statements of Paul or some statements in the Gospel of John that we, that we would take issue with. But even in those cases, you know, I've seen, for instance, uh, Unitarian Christians, right? Unitarian Christians would interpret the Gospel of John in a way that uh, they would see only oneness of God. They don't, uh, they don't equate Jesus with God, right? And they have an explanation. Whatever the Gospel of John seems to say something of, in that nature, they would take it in a different way and they would um, see it as a metaphor, right? Which is uh, exactly how Islam sees those statements. It is exactly how in the Quran, where Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, regarding him, there have been statements like, uh, say to the people, Ya Ibadi, O my servants, yeah. right? We don't equate him with Godhead. Or where it is said, Yadullahi fawqa aidihim, the hand yeah. of Allah is on their hands, even though it was a Prophet Muhammad's hands. Yeah. Uh, th- that's just a statement of God's uh, you know, w- unity uh, in, in purpose. You know, this is a, actually a, uh, a statement that I've, I'm recalling from a Unitarian Christian, where, you know, where he's interpreting uh, the statement where Jesus says, the Father and I are one. Yeah. He said that means that they are united in purpose. It doesn't yeah. mean they're literally united. And that makes perfect sense. I mean, uh, from an Islamic uh, perspective. And that also answers actually another 
uh, allegation that Mr. Costa raised, and he said, oh, Ahmadis and Muslims are all divided about the death of Jesus. And he's like, we are all united. But, you know, look at your own. There are uni Unitarian Christians. There are Baptists. There are, you know, Protestants of different Catholics. Catholics and they have, they consider each other from a dogma point of view, they would consider each other as heretics, right? The idea of heretics. Yeah. Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Like when you talk these, when you speak to Christians, they're like, oh, those guys are not even like, they're not part of, you know, th this religion, you know, so they completely cut them off. The, when Latter-day Saints say that, yeah, we are part, we are, we are part of the, 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 this religion. Orthodoxy versus heresy, right? It's all yeah. over Christianity. And yeah. it uh, uh, reminds me even when uh, the promised Messiah, and this is something Mr. Costa brought up briefly about the debate of promised Messiah with uh, Abdullah Atam. You know, before the debate, they started, they wanted to back out because they were like, we won't be able to debate him. And they started making excuses. And one of the excuses was, well, you are, you claim to be the Messiah and the Muslims don't accept you. And you, you know, they call you uh, kafir and uh, heretics and all that. So why, why would we debate a heretic? And the promised Messiah responded with quotations of uh, other Christians who had, uh, you know, said that these guys were heretics. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if, if you, you want to call us heretics, then what about you yourself? Mr. Costa would be considered a heretic by many Christians. Uh, the channel that we are responding to, CIRA, would be considered heretical by many, many Christians, maybe millions of Christians. So that doesn't mean that you can just, uh, you know, dismiss someone because they are they hold a different opinion. So that's how opinions go. Um, uh, and that's another point to remember in this regard. Did you have any other thoughts on this before we move on? No, no, I think, I think this is good. Yes. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, you know, even me, I've, I've spoken to a lot of, I remember um, I once had this discussion, this dialogue with uh, this church in, in, um, in Calgary, right? And they presented this quotation where I think I think it was where, 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 where Thomas saw Jesus Christ peace be upon him and he said that my Lord my God and 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 you know they say that because Thomas said this therefore you know Jesus is he was saying that my God is Jesus but I remember I spoke to a Jehovah Witness about this and he's like no this is you know how when when we're when we're surprised to see someone we say oh my God that's what he yes. was saying. Yeah. So yeah, I don't see where where they're you know together in this either. Yeah, and 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 we do that all the time in day to day language when we say look at something and we say my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not meant to say that oh Jesus is my God. Yeah. Um, and 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 the funny thing is that Jesus never himself says I am your God, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he himself never says that. And we're looking at all these um, small statements here and there that might. In, you know, be interpreted remotely uh, to refer to the divinity of Jesus when that's not even the case here. But in any case, um, another point uh, that Mr. Costa was uh, bringing up about um, the, the Jamaat was that it's cult-like and it's, uh, it has no critical thinking and uh, they accept whatever the Imam says. And they don't. Um, I was very much surprised at this. I mean, uh, despite those uh, despite those interactions with our community that Mr. Costa has had, to yeah. suggest that we are cult-like. And then there is another impression he was giving. He said that they have their own schools 
and they have you know like madrasas and they are just indoctrinating um and you know it it's a, it was like a remote reference to you know even like isis or something that we are just indoctrinating our our children or he was comparing us to jehovah witnesses or you know the church of jesus christ of latter day saints um and i'm 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 very much satisfied i'm very much surprised because uh, when we talk about our schools you know uh, that part he did get right that we do have a lot of schools across the world uh many of our schools are even run by christians the i've been to some of them in africa for instance and yeah, well, yeah. you have been there right and yeah. and you 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 go there and you meet the principal and that principal is christian and you meet yeah. several teachers and they're christian yeah they're not so to give the to give the impression that we are just indoctrinating them you know this is something christians do by the way yeah. when you go to christian schools they will heavily teach you christianity this is one of the ways christianity is spread in the african continent that they heavily teach uh their there's in the in their syllabus they will include christianity uh, quite in, to a quite a large extent but but in our schools they are they are built on humanitarian grounds and we just want to build schools for education right we don't indoctrinate them into our community or, or you know force our our beliefs on on children so this is not something we do and even in the west um you know we, we most of our children are going into western schools some of them even go into catholic schools right yeah. and yeah. we're okay with that we're we're really open about that i mean if uh, my if I, my I, wife went to a catholic school i went right. to the pub, i was in the public school system as well for the longest time i mean right i then went to john i'm i'm really you went to the public school system yeah right? i i went to a public school system and uh, you know to suggest that we went to these schools where we we were indoctrinated that's uh, really wrong and I, i i i do want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't know or didn't understand but that's the reality that we we don't uh, we don't indoctrinate our children in this way and we don't build the schools for this purpose the schools are there for you know on humanitarian grounds we have a hospital in guatemala for instance you know a lot of people who are working there are christian right and uh, these are these activities are done on humanitarian and they are based in islam they want to serve others we want to serve others and that's what the objective is the same um, thing like you know like when i went to africa as well uh, i re- i went to what, 2018 right and i went to these schools and i met the principal and i met the teachers and they weren't all indies they were from different religions um the the students who were studying there they were not all indies right they they were all you know we, we had you know like uh because uh, in africa there are still people that worship idols we had them we had you know muslims we had uh christian kids and they're playing with each other and everything there there was no like distinction made it all um you know over there and uh on top of this even our hospitals right like when you go to our hospitals uh there are you know non muslims that are that are you know helped um and it's not like an md is given preference with them no they're not given preference at all right so i mean i've seen this with my own eyes and so have you and um uh, uh, when it comes about comes about what what we talk about critical thinking from a you and me have been in the field for a while now and we know how much we have you know how, how many people they raise questions and you know i have when i when i've uh, i have actually worked a little bit i wasn't posted there but you know for a bit i worked in the in the private secretary's office in uk as well and uh, i've dealt with 
you know, the correspondence that comes in. There is people asking all sorts of questions with their names. They're not anonymous questions, but they're literally, you know, raising questions, you know, like, why is this this way in the community? Why is that? But, and, and our caliph is, you know, answering them properly. You know, our Khalifa is, is, is satisfying the answers and there's no penalty, there's no, um, there's no, uh, uh, you know, excommunication for these things, right? right? And even, even I asked, you know, one time, you know, I asked the, um, uh, His Holiness, Mr. Masur, Mr. Allah, helper, that when people ask uh, questions of what should we do, he's like, do not ever back up from answering anything. And, and, and we have come across critical thinkers too, but, and, and you know, we, we, we have tried to give their answers as well. It's, we've never shunned anyone from answer, answering questions. We have nowadays uh, Zoom meetings that have anonymous attendees, anonymous yeah. questions. Yeah. We have online forums where we get anonymous questions, anonymous uh, people just come and ask us questions. Yeah. Um, there are so many people who have openly disagreed with what I've said. Yeah. Just because the imam says something or the missionary says something, that doesn't mean that they're just going to accept it. Um, um, and, and what, you know, a lot of times, and even, even in today's program, whenever I've tried to, uh, quote something, I've told you how you can find it on Al-Islam and, and do your own research. We have shown a book on our live stream. We're not trying to say that just because I said, so just accept it. We're saying, go to the book, go to the reference, go to the source to understand this better. Right. And we're quoting from the Quran, we're quoting from the Hadith. Um, it's very strange that, you know, these things that were Christian problems for many centuries, for instance, up until the Protestant Reformation, the Bible was not openly available to anyone. It would have been, it was, it was considered up until the 15th century or 1400 something, uh, not even 1400 something, it's 1500 and 30, I think, where Martin Luther actually, you know, openly published a translation or something up, uh, around that time. Before that, if anybody tried to study the Bible or talk about the Bible without the church's approval, would be considered a heretic, right? Exactly, People were yeah. burnt at the stake. So it's like, uh, you know, these are Christian historical medieval problems that uh, don't try to put that on us. We are very open. Um, we are, we have translated the Quran into 76 languages, right? And uh, we want everybody to read the Quran in their own language and try to study it in their own. We, when we give the Quran, we don't say, oh, do ask the Imam first. No, we, we hand out the Quran. Uh, we let anyone take it and study it on their own. And uh, if they have questions, they can, sure, they can come back to us, but they can read it on their own. We have it on, available on our website. In fact, our website has probably one of the largest collections of free books, free Islamic Absolutely. books that yeah. you can just go there and download in PDF and some other formats as well. Whenever it's possible to give it out for free, we do have it there, right? Uh, even my own book that I wrote uh, in response to Nabil Qureshi, uh, I forgot to talk about it earlier, Understanding Islam. It's available on alislam.org. Just type in Understanding Islam and this book will pop up if you want to read the, the PDF or even if you want to find it on Amazon, the, the Kindle version is only a dollar or 75 cents in the United States. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's it to suggest that we are trying to, you know, control the flow of information that's totally, uh, totally wrong and inaccurate. I want to come clear and closer to the end of this discussion and end it on a very important 
uh, uh, point that they, they, that they talked about was on the issue of the death of Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. And I think this is where we will try to wrap it up. Of course, there are many other things to talk about, um, but we, we, don't want to, we don't want to get into too many details and make it a very long discussion. So to keep it brief, uh, I wanted to bring it uh, to an end after this discussion about the death of Jesus Christ. All right, for those of you who, who are not, uh, who don't know about Amadis that much, just want to let you know that our perspective on the death of Jesus Christ is that Jesus did end up on the cross, but he didn't die there. He was taken down alive. And there are numerous reasons why I'll give you a two or three reasons quickly. One of them is that the, the wife of Pilate saw a dream. And every Christian knows about this. And uh, even in movies about Jesus Christ, they talk about that dream of, uh, of Pilate's wife, uh, that she said that something harmful will happen if we actually let Jesus go on the cross and die. Um, and nothing harmful happened. Why? Because there were attempts made to make sure Jesus doesn't, doesn't end up on dying on the cross. One of those attempts was that he was put on the cross, I believe, is it, uh, is it Friday morning? Uh, because Friday evening is when the Sabbath starts, Friday right? So Friday afternoon is when he was put on the cross. Um, estimates are between three to six hours, right? Um, nobody dies on the cross in just three hours, right? Uh, Pilate himself was trying to avoid this. He was trying to delay this. Uh, his legs were not broken on the cross. Because if your legs are broken, that's when you are unable to breathe. And that's why you, the process of dying is sped up. In the case of the two other people who are with Jesus Christ on the cross, um, on, the, on their crosses, their legs were broken. In the case of Jesus, his legs were not broken. So he was taken down alive in our perspective. He, he didn't die on the cross. And uh, Mr. Costa was trying to give the impression that everybody believes that he died on the cross. Right? And that's wrong. Because, uh, yes, there are lots of people out there who believe that he did die on the cross, but there are, there are you know, even uh, atheists like, um, there's a very well-known name, his name is Bart Ehrman. In one of his books, How Jesus Became God, he actually opened up to the possibility. He said, why are we so close-minded to not consider other possibilities of what happened to Jesus? And one of those possibilities he listed in that book is that what if he was taken to the cross and he became unconscious and he was taken down alive and he didn't actually die on the cross. He just had a near death experience, right? And lastly, another reason why we believe that Jesus didn't die on the cross is because of the sign of Jonah. Jesus compared his ordeal to the sign of Jonah. He said that just as Jonah was for three days and three nights in the belly of the whale, I shall be in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights indicating that just as Jonah went into the belly of the whale alive, remained there alive and came out alive, Jesus was also going to go to the cross uh, alive and, and come out after three days, which is Sunday, alive out of the uh, tomb. The tomb again was just like a room uh, from which he was uh, taken out alive. So these are some of the reasons. And if you're interested in uh, going into more details, you can go to alistam.org, type in Jesus in India. Jesus in India, a book will show up, which uh, is written by the founder of our Jamaat, the promised Messiah, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam, Ahmed, peace be upon him. And it talks about, the, the, the gives the evidence why Jesus actually didn't die on the cross. So we had uh, Mr. Costa, 
talk about uh, Muslims uh, believing in chapter 4, verse uh, 158. Uh, and it would be 157 for um, for uh, the numbering is uh, for yeah. other Muslims. Yes. Yeah. So um, they don't count Bismillah as the first verse and we do. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the verse where it says Wama qataluhu, wama salabuhu, uh, that they did not uh, kill him nor uh, caused him to die through crucifixion. Uh, but he was made to appear to them like one crucified. Exactly. He had some comments on that. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so he kept saying, he's like, his main thing was that, look, um, the Holy Quran clearly says that that he was not killed and nor was nor did he die on the cross, right? Uh, or nor was he crucified. He's saying that, look, the Holy Quran is saying that Jesus was not crucified at all, but Amdis believe he was crucified. Therefore, Amdis are going against the Quran. Right, and I'm paraphrasing exactly what he said. He's like, you know, like you know, like other denominations, like Sunnis, Sunnis and stuff, they believe that you know, someone else was, was was put on the cross. And uh, and he said that, oh, you know, like we um, we um, what's the word? We we twist a lot of the translations. You know, another allegation that's been raised for many years by so many people. Like you know, I've heard this allegation so many times that we've been twisting words and doing this and that. And, um, you know, and, and we were discussing this, according to Lane's lexicon, Lane was not a Muslim, right? It clearly means that, you know, it means to die on the cross. Right. To die with crucifixion. Right. And I'm sharing the screen right now. I hope that uh, Zoom is able to record this, but if it's not, I will, I will show it uh, separately in the actual video. Uh, on the screen here. So you can keep on explaining this if you have further to say. Yeah, I know. So the whole point is that, look, like, you know, you can't, um, what's called, he kept saying that, you know, that, you know, like, enemies they disagree with this. When this verse of the Quran clearly says that he was not put to death on the cross, it does not mean that he wasn't put on the cross. It's just that he survived the crucifixion. You know, and, and the same thing, like he had a near-death experience. We we believe that. And the, the people who were persecuting him, uh, they thought that he had died. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, they did not cause him to die. Or, sorry, yeah. they did not kill him, like, yeah. you know, from other, any other means. Yeah. And they did not cause him to die via crucifixion. Right, exactly. yeah. uh, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't put on the cross. He, yeah. he was still put on the cross. On the cross yeah. He wasn't crucified because the idea of crucifixion is to die on the cross. So he didn't die on the cross, and that's what the Quran is saying. Now, to give the impression that Wamasalabuhu means they did not put him on the cross, that would be uh, you know totally uh, misunderstanding this. And to say that that Ahmadis are inventing something. That's what we want to point out. We're not inventing anything. This is in Lane's lexicon. Lane, I believe, was a Christian who, yeah. who wrote this dictionary and the, the what I showed on the screen just now uh, was from that dictionary. And you can go online. And I, I didn't write that dictionary. We didn't, we didn't come up with that dictionary. Yeah. So, so to suggest that we're just inventing meanings is, is very strange. Sure, Muslims have these ideas that he was not put on the cross and that's, that's up to them. Um, but if you go by the words and the Arabic, there's nothing that we are saying, it, it deviates from that. 
And Mr. Costa was just giving the impression that Ahmadis are just making up some meaning, which is yeah. ridiculous, right? Yeah. That's not at all uh, what this is. Same thing um, with the uh, Inimutuafika. You know, he kept saying that it only means that, you know, uh, he kept, you know, uh, playing around with that too. And he said that, you know, Tuafi does not mean death and all that. And again, if you want to get into that, we can get into that. But the Promise of Islam has made a very clear challenge, you know, regarding the whole Tuafi thing. You know, and he's like, you know, it means death. And right. No one's he, been able he, to break that challenge yet. He was, uh, he actually said something on that point, which is actually totally uh, off. Yeah, it's totally, it's totally wrong because he was saying that in Nimut Fika means that I will cause you to die. Yeah. And that means that Jesus wasn't die, didn't die on the cross, but he died later. So he was trying to come up with that explanation, but that's not at all what Ahmadi say on this. We yeah. just simply say that when Allah says in Nimut Fika, I shall cause you to die. That means he died. And it means that uh, uh, he's not raised to heaven. That's actually a, a, a debate we have or a point of contention we have with, with non-Amadis who say that he was taken up into heaven alive physically and we respond to them. So Mr. Costa was trying to put it in with crucifixion, which is totally wrong. The actual, I think, uh, uh, the, the point that he should have made that he was probably trying to get at was Rafeo ka ilayya, right? And Rafiqa means that God raised him metaphorically to himself. But that was only going to happen after Mutawafika because the verse says, Inni Mutawafika wa Rafiqa Right? I shall cause you to die and then raise you to myself. That's where the order of that, uh, the words uh, matter. So that's uh, all the points that I had, but did you have any other points that you feel that were important before we? Yeah, I felt that I felt that, um, you know, and, and I'm sorry for being blunt here, but, you know, I felt that this was this, this whole thing was just to like discredit MDs. Um, I mean, why did we even have to get into the whole debate of Fatman Abuat or, or, or the death of Jesus, Islam, right? Like, uh, I mean, I mean, if he's, I mean, if we're trying to, if someone is trying to show that look, because they believe this, therefore they're they're not Muslims, and why are they even making these claims? I mean, that's kind of unfair, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. it's very unfair, right? Like, yeah, like you know, if you, if you if you can defend your own doctrines, that's fine. But to say things like you know, just because Sunni mainstream Muslims, you know, uh, believe this, and you guys believe this, therefore you're a cult, and we're not a cult, like we're nothing like a cult. Mm-hmm. You know, in a cult, it's like if you if you if you disagree with with the with with the leader, you're out. But not in in, in the Ahmadiyya Muslim community at all. It's only when someone does something which is you know a crime or does something really really bad uh, that there are there are um, um, certain you know I guess uh, punishments given to them. Like you know, but but no one's ever been kicked out of being an Ahmadi. You know, no one's ever been kicked out of being an MD. So I, I think, I think it was, it was, it was, a, it was a very unfair uh, parallel to draw between us and the cult. Um, you know, I don't know why that would happen, but um, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty unfair. Yeah, and to you know, even uh, compare us to uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, um, it's, it's very, uh, it's very inaccurate because. Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, for instance, take the whole Bible as the word of God. And they are not ready to accept anything to be not from the Bible. Whereas there are many other Christians who who wouldn't take everything in the Bible as a word of God. They would say, yes, these are human beings writing their um, 
opinions on certain things and even certain verses in the Bible, for instance, first John, first John chapter five, verses six to seven are, are not uh, inherent in the Bible. They were, they were added later on, or there are some stories that were, that were not a part of the original Bible. So they, there are Christians who say that, um, and uh, Jehovah's Witnesses don't say that. And to compare us to that, I think is, is very, very inaccurate. And to give the idea that we are rigid and, uh, you know, we are cult-like is, is, again, very inaccurate. Cults are very secretive. We're not secretive at all. I mean, yeah. everything's online. But, you know, if, if that's so like when our annual convention in the UK happens, right? How many people are there are not part of the community? There are many people, right? That that get an, that get an inside look as to what how the community runs, right? right? Yeah, and, and and one thing he said was you know like oh they're a missionary movement that's I mean that's not what he that, that's not exactly what he said but he's like you know they convert people, yeah like you know like we believe that that Ahmadiyya is the way to 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 get to God and we're going to spread that you know that um, that teaching around, right, right. I mean like that's what we are here for. We yeah. we are. We are meant, our, our goal is to bring humanity back to God. Yeah. And if you know anything about our Khalifa, His Holiness, as Mizza Masroor Ahmed, may Allah be his yeah. helper, yeah. wherever he has gone and talked and, and given speeches and talks and discussions, mm-hmm. he's always inviting people to come back to the to one God. true yeah. God. Yeah. 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 I mean, that has nothing to do with love for hatred for none. Yeah. Like, because we love humanity, we're trying to. To, because I believe and you believe in in in, in the Indian Muslim community to be the to be a divine community, so we're going to spread that you know gift with everyone around us. It's not a it's not a secular slogan. When we say yeah. love for all, it means that yeah. we want people to be saved. We want people yeah. to turn to God, yeah. and that's how our expression of love is. It doesn't mean that we're if somebody is doing something evil. That we're just gonna walk away. We're gonna try to yeah. punish them, try to advise yeah. them, counsel them. Yeah. Of course, they have their freedom, yeah. um, but uh, we are going to say our piece on these issues. So I think uh, we had a good discussion. Uh, unless you want to add any last words before we come to the conclusion. No, I think that that was it. I think uh, I just I just uh, I just felt that you know this was something that needed that needed to be addressed. There's a lot of misconceptions that were. Uh, presented um, uh, in in that video, and I've met Tony Costa myself as well a long time ago, and so have you. You've, you've had dialogues with him, um, you know. So we'll, I mean, we've had a you know like a good relationship with him, and uh, you know, we were pretty hospitable to him and his in, in, in his congregation that he brought. We were never like it was never that. Yes, we do did disagree with what what he said in the video, and it's important for us to uh, tell the world that that's not how it is. Right. Right. So um, for those of you who might have further questions, reach out to us uh, Mm -hmm. through the conviction project at gmail.com. And if you have any ideas about future podcasts, as you are aware, uh, it's me and uh, Shahrukh uh, who are now doing more podcasts together. If you have any ideas for us to talk about, we will definitely um, uh, talk about it further. Uh, we have another project that we're, I'm not going to announce right now, but uh, once it's ready, we will we will talk about it in a future uh, podca- uh, podcast and video as well. And uh, and if you have any ideas, like I said, uh, please do send it to us. Uh, reach out to us on the YouTube page also if you like. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do subscribe to it. 
um, so that I could get better feedback on what I'm doing with my YouTube channel and, and improve the content that I'm creating for YouTube as well. Jazakallah and much appreciated. This is the conviction project where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammadur Rasulullah, 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah. Salli ala nabina, salli ala muhammadin, salli ala habibina, salli 